0: Welcome to All Power to the Developing, a podcast of the East Side Institute. I'm Lois Holzman, co-founder and director of the Institute, and I want to tell you where our title comes from. The Institute is a center for social change efforts that reinitiate human and community development. We support, connect, and partner with committed and creative activists, scholars, artists, helpers, and healers all over the world. Way back in 2003, Institute co-founder, the late Fred Newman and I had a paper published with the title, All Power to the Developing. This phrase captures how vital it is for all people to grow, develop, and transform emotionally, socially, and intellectually. If we are to have a shot at creating something positive out of the intense crises we're all experiencing, Our hope is that this podcast series will show you that far from a slogan, all power to the developing is a loving activity, a pulsing heart in an all too cruel world.
1: I'm a performance activist, jazz singer, executive coach, improviser, and educator. I'm also the CEO emerita of the leadership consultancy Performance of a Lifetime on the faculty of the Eastside Institute, and I'm the chief organizer of the Global Play Brigade, which we'll be talking about today. In March of 2020, as the COVID virus emerged as a global pandemic, I reached out to artists, educators, performers, therapists, improvisers, clowns around the world to see if we might want to come together to discover how we could be of service to our fellow human beings as we weathered this crisis together. The Global Play Brigade was born and my three guests here with us today were there at the very beginning. And since launching in June of 2020, we have held over 200 free workshops using play, performance, and conversation on Zoom and on WhatsApp with almost 3,500 people from over 50 countries, six continents, from all walks of life. Over 70 people, volunteers, have facilitated these workshops in seven different languages including gibberish. I am so thrilled to be here today with my wonderful friends and colleagues. Let me introduce them to you now. Jeff Gordon was born and raised in London and moved to Israel 32 years ago. He is trained in community social theater, clowning, therapeutic clowning, and drama therapy. Jeff works with a wide range of populations, supporting people through play and performance to express their authentic voice and challenge the social norms. Jeff headed up training and development programs for Simchat Halev, the medical therapeutic clowning organization in Israel, where he supported a large body of clown volunteers in hospitals, elderly homes, and special ed schools. He has co-developed a clown therapeutic approach that has been effective in the field of quote, addictions, alcohol, drugs, and gambling and he leads workshops on happiness and its impact on emotional well-being in life and work. Jeff has been an active member of the Global Play Brigade since its outset. Fernanda Colo Liberale is a radical teacher educator, researcher and professor at the Pontifical Catholic University of Sao Paulo, Brazil, PUCSP. She holds a master's and a doctorate degree in Applied Linguistics and Language Studies from PUCSP and three postdoctoral degrees from the University of Helsinki, the Free University of Berlin, and Rutgers University. She is a Brazilian representative of the International Committee of the International Symposium of Bilingualism and Bilingual Education in Latin America an associate with the Eastside Institute, a member of the global network of the University of Leeds, the Brazilian representative of the International Bogotskian Association, ISCAR, the general coordinator of the DigitMed program and the founder of the multifaceted Brincada Projects of Brazil. Fernanda, or Faye, as her friends like to call her, is a founding member of the Global Play Brigade. And last but definitely not least, Rita Ezinwa Okoro is from Nigeria and is a performance activist, marketing and communications consultant, development expert, business coach and serial entrepreneur. Rita's passion and commitment to reach the less fortunate in society to help them be financially empowered and self-sustaining drives her every day. In 2006, she founded the NGO Street Project Foundation, where as its lead visionary, Rita creates programs using performance and play to help young people to develop and grow, expand their horizons, and to have career opportunities using their creative and entrepreneurial spirit. Rita has a master's of science degree in media and communications and a BA degree in creative arts, which fueled her desire to use performing arts as a tool for human development. Rita is also an associate of the Eastside Institute, a Mandela Washington fellow in civic leadership and a recipient of the extraordinary women award in France. She too has been with the global play brigade since the beginning. Welcome Jeff. Renanda, Orfe, and Rita. It's so wonderful to have you here. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Wonderful <laughs> Amazing. Bear. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Great. So get we get to talk about the Global Play Brigade, which the four of us talk about all the time. And we have a lot to say. So I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Um, let's start with... Um, uh, a couple of questions that I know that you each have a lot to say about, okay? The first one. Uh, and Jeff, why don't, you, why don't you kick us off for this uh, question. How does play and performance create opportunities for human development?
3: So when you're creating a space for play, uh, you're creating a, a, a non-threatening environment, a non-judgmental environment, allows the people to bring themselves into that space and co-create with others uh, and in that co-creation process uh, discover new ways of looking at things new ways of uh, uh, approaching uh, the same things that maybe you've been seeing and not being able to understand how to get beyond them so the possibilities that exist are wonderful in that sense uh, and very supportive uh, process so this collaboration, the support um, in this creative space, I think that's what uh, aids uh, human development uh, and allows people to be much more of themselves, uh, bring themselves in and be much more. So stretch beyond the things they know. Mm. Uh, and uh, this, this is the exciting uh, possibilities there in such a space.
1: Wonderful. Faye. Okay. How does play and performance create opportunities for human development?
4: I love this question, Kathy. You know, I I love to talk about play mainly because, as you know, I come from the academic world where play was not supposed to be that important. So for me, the fact that we discuss play not only as an object of inquiry, but also as a, a way of doing research and thinking about Processes of development for me is essential. I come from a Vygotskian tradition that believes that play can support, can promote, can push forward development. And this is so important for me because it gives me the idea that it's, it's important to play in order to change our conscience, our ways of acting, and develop what Lois has always talked about. Go beyond who you are, to be who you can be. And this contradiction between who you are and who you can be or who you are becoming, for me, is very essential. I think that play has two major characteristics from a perspective, a Vygotskian perspective. It's imagination, in the sense that you can play with a situation that is not real for you now, it's not in your immediate reality, and uh, it, uh, in a way, overcomes the limitations of this immediate reality, but at the same time, how does it do it? Through what Vygotsky used to call the rules. Far from being free, when you are playing, you are exercising your self-control, your ways of, of creating possibilities with the other, because there is this this awareness that there is an elaborated combination of things that we do with the other. And so we refrain from just acting because we respect the fact that this is created collaboratively. And as a consequence of this collaboration and imagination, we transcend our immediate ways of acting. We, We bear our abilities on the power of the collectivity, we find freedom together. We create what uh, one of the Brazilian writers I like very much says it's a very revolutionary way because we, we create the common, the thing that goes beyond who I am, who you are, to create something that is the we, the we together, overcoming the limitations and becoming a very powerful instrument for us to live in the world. So because of that, I think plays not only developmental, but revolutionary.
1: Thank you. Rita, what are your thoughts? How do
2: I continue from that? <laughs> right? right? <laughs> It's great so experience, <laughs> of course. <laughs> with all of those PhDs, I mean, it's speaking. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Kathy, thank you, Fernanda, and Jeff. You you said a lot, um, and that with that question, I just would go back to my times as a copywriter in the advertising agencies um, that I worked in in Nigeria, and usually we would have writer's block right especially when working with our ad directors and we're just looking for that creative that big idea that thing that would sell that product or service and there would be a block but unconsciously we start to play we start to think of other things other than the work that needs to be done We create a different universe, an alternative universe, and it's done unconsciously. We laugh about jokes. We play with different things. And suddenly, an idea comes from just something we're doing randomly that was so different, completely different from the job at hand. And that's the way I I see play and performance in development. Um, Like Fernanda talked about imagination, I see it as image and nation. And as a creative person, a powerful tool is our mind. And I see that play helps develop our minds in ways that we begin to create solutions to problems that exist, but not in a way where we're, just grappling with a problem and struggling with a problem, but it gives us the opportunity to imagine new things and play with even most difficult problems and find solutions for for them. And so it's the exciting thing about play um, that one can do that and it develops the mind and you begin to create things that weren't there before. I find that very exciting.
1: I love what each of you is saying. It's so um, it's so important and so fundamental. Uh, you know, it's making me think also about one of the challenges of this moment in history that we're in, which is that we're all locked down and we're all um, at home and we can't interact as much as anywhere near as much as we normally, quote, normally interact with other human beings. and the ways that that has inhibited our ability to have serendipitous conversations, to have things happen without a plan, to you know the kind of just interactive creativity that human beings are able to have together when we're together. And so then I think about the Global Play Brigade and uh, what we have been able to create um, in terms of bringing people to the, together, creating some sort of a space where human beings are able to interact, are able to not literally touch each other, but, but touch each other and be there together. And I would love to hear you each talk about how do you see the Global Play Brigade and uh, both the, the organizing, the building of it, as well as the workshops themselves that we offer that I referenced at the beginning of the podcast, how is the Global Play Brigade a developmental environment and space? How do you see that? Uh, Rita, maybe we could start with you here.
2: I think I'll start with a quote from one of the street project ambassadors from Nigeria who currently attends the emotional support workshops um, and the teen space and, and young adult space workshops. Um, and she's also been to the community meetings. So I felt that her, her quote um, would be very relevant for our conversation and how GPB is developing um, people around the world um, in, in, in this note, specifically in Nigeria. And, and she says-
1: say, Let me just say one second. So, um, and these are the emotional support sessions and team sessions that are that are part of the workshop so that we that the Global Play Brigade or the GPB offers. Correct? I just want to make sure that we share we're sharing that with A- our
2: absolutely. These are the workshops that are created um, at the Global Play Brigade. Absolutely. Um, and she says the emotional support meetings organized by GPB have been helpful for my mental health. I have been able to make fun out of everything, meaning I can actually take some time out to play and show some gratitude. Also, the emotional support meetings have helped me to virtually travel globally, thereby leaving me with nostalgic feelings. Finally, the meetings have taught me how to channel my stress and anger into positivity. And this meeting started as a result of the Nsars movement in Nigeria, which the Global Play Brigade Latched onto and raised funds to be able to support a lot of the young people at the front line of, of this protest um, that cost a lot of, of mayhem in our country, Nigeria. Um, and these emotional support meetings um, became um, a response, you know, to the challenges our young people face. And it's so amazing how that has been helping their mental health Um, just coming together young people from all over the world coming together and finding out that they have similar challenges and it's a safe space to talk about these issues and also play with these issues without judgment and they leave their feeling a lot better than they came into the space with and so in many ways, GPB is transforming lives, is is helping develop the minds of, of people who attend these meetings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Rita. Faye, how do you see the Global Play Brigade as, as a developmental environment in space?
4: For me, it's revolution. I think uh, the, the the main word for me is revolution. How um, revolutionary the Global Play Brigade has been to my life. I was so depressed when I first joined one of the GPB meetings, I don't even know why I was there. Perhaps because I liked you and I wanted to, to <laughs> meet you and see fi- friends from abroad, because I was so sad and so depressed in the beginning of the pandemic. And then, it revolutionized my life first because it made me see ways I could uh, somehow overcome the, the the sadness that I was feeling with the whole situation in my country. And uh, why was it so important for me? Because I could see people from all over the world. And when I told my story about how I was feeling, how sad I was, how depressed, and how worried I was and am with the situation in Brazil, I saw people who I really felt I, what I was saying was important. They, they cared, they saw me and uh, this is something about the GPB that is so essential for me. People care for one another and uh, there is this thing, this feeling of belonging and being part, you are not alone. That's the feeling I have every time I am organizing the meetings, I am discussing it within, within our research group, uh, the GPB research group, when we are in their coordinating group, when we are in the sessions, we have togetherness. as something that is so essential when we, you are feeling that the world is falling apart and uh, so I, I felt that the GPB was developmental in the sense that it could create the viable unheard of. What Paulo Freire would say is when situations are too bad, when situations cannot, uh, when you cannot see a solution for what you are going through, but you are together with others. When you, when you think together, you create common grounds. you can think about possibilities that are viable, that are possible to happen, but at the same time, they were never heard of before. And uh, the GPB creates this. This for me is the essence of revolution, creating what is not there and creating this together, feeling something that uh, Rita and Jeff already mentioned, you feel comfortable, you feel you, you are in a safe space and you are loved. Because I, I, we say that our resources, love, and love, I think, goes through everything that we do. And I think that it creates revolution. Paulo Freire also used to say that love is very revolutionary. So we create revolution through love.
1: Thank you. Jeff. Jeff, I'd like to hear both from some of the workshops that you've been either in and that you've led, as well as your own personal experience.
3: So, yeah, the workshops uh, that I've been involved in, that I've led, that I've been part of, and when I say led, I think something's very interesting has emerged mm-hmm. in the work with the GPB or the play with the GPB. There's a definite distinction there. The play with the GPB is this co-creative aspect that the participants in the sessions are co-creating it with the people who have set up the sessions, so I know we've often said the, the sessions are facilitated and we've often said that even the word facilitator is almost too top uh, top down. That it's something that comes from, from, from the participants themselves. The work, What they're bringing to the sessions is what becomes the work of the session. And the tools and the artistic tools that people are bringing, improvisational work, the theatre work, the clowning work, the aspects of therapeutic stuff that people have got background in. They're meeting with people's authentic voices around what's going on for them at this time. So an example of a session, a storytelling session that I've been uh, co-facilitated, co-created with a group, is people have uh, talked about a story from their life. And often because the COVID has become so dominant, is that in this storytelling session, people would bring out stories around COVID and around their fears, uh, anxieties that were coming up. And the beauty to discover that uh, everybody was essentially having similar fears, similar anxieties around these issues, and that the togetherness and the playing with that through the storytelling and adapting the stories and then making a... Uh, a comedy out of them and using different ways of different theatrical approaches, singing problems, singing what people, the issues that people were going through, bringing a much more light-hearted approach to the heaviness of the whole situation together made each individual feel much more supported and relieved. From this, that we're not alone, that the individual is not alone. It's something that, that's being shared, and through the play, gaining a new perspective. Hope, optimism, and I think a lot of the things that I've, uh, I've experienced in the workshops, and love is definitely a resource that the GPP talks about, there's is, is a number of other positive emotions, like hope and optimism, uh, and and just, just hearing somebody and being heard it's just so essential at this time. So that's been my experience um, of, of what's been happening. Um, I think also, interestingly enough, um, fear and anxiety is being addressed. It's being addressed in a very authentic way. People are not saying, ah, ha, ha, you know, I laugh, 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 because I've been in a laughter session. But the laughter session has also been a way of, Addressing the pain, Uh, and I always say as a clown that Charlie Chaplin always said, in order to truly laugh, you need to be able to play with your pain, and people are bringing this authenticity into this space, so that that has been really helpful for me, and certainly for the other people that have been in the workshops.
2: I'd like to add to what um, Jeff said, especially about the togetherness. Kathy um, is also not just the togetherness, but the fact that this is a togetherness of people from across the world. Um, one of the the opportunities for development for me personally, being in GPB, is for for instance appreciating the challenges Fernanda is going through in Brazil or what the challenges Jeff is going through in Israel or what's happening in Hong Kong. I've been more educated (laughs) about the challenges going around around the world just being in this community um, compared to the kind of information, selective information you will get through the media. Um, and so I think that in itself is very, very key that we, we, we compassion grows and appreciation for the challenges that we're having in different countries um, um, grows as well, and it helps us just talk about things um, with m- with with a lot of compassion and love, um, the revolutionary tool of love. And I also want to add. Um, also the developmental side of the revolutionary use of WhatsApp. How do you run workshops on WhatsApp, reaching rich in people who cannot who are limited in terms of their access to technology which has been the major tool for a lot of our workshops Um, and it has been amazing how these sessions have been run and how we're getting more people um, um, engaged and we're also learning through the process and the beauty like Jeff said is that it's not just about the facilitators Um, telling you this is what you need to do in the sessions, but also everyone in the session also feeding in such that the facilitator is nourished and the people and everyone who comes to the the sessions are nourished because we're all given into the entire creation of, of whatever session or workshops that are going on on the GPB platform.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. With that, we're going to take a very brief break and we'll be right back.
0: I'm Melissa Meyer, Associate Director of the Eastside Institute. Welcome to All Power to the Developing. I hope you're enjoying today's conversation. In each episode, we introduce you to some amazing performance activists, play revolutionaries, and developmentalists from around the world who talk to us about their creative grassroots efforts to build a better world if you like what you hear please follow and share the series you can find us on amazon spotify and podbean we'd love to hear your comments and ideas like everything at the institute the growth of all power to the developing depends upon the people who create it and benefit from it we hope you're one of them thanks for your support and now back to our conversation
1: Uh, so we were talking about the the international nature of the global play brigade thus our name the global play brigade Um, and it, it made me also think about that one of the things that we talked about from the very beginning was that we wanted to be of service right we wanted to be of support to people all over the world as we Um, We're experiencing COVID together, this pandemic together, but we also talked about that we wanted to create, we wanted to see if we could create something that would have life beyond COVID. um, And that wasn't just about, if you will, providing free workshops, as much as we very much want to (laughs) provide those free workshops and to provide services, but also I think for all of us, we feel very strongly that we, we really don't have any interest in going back to quote normal. Because what normal means in our world for so many, many people is extreme poverty, is inequality, is discrimination, is lack of health care, is polarization, on and on. And that we hoped and hope that the global play brigade might, by its by its shape, by its sort of method, by its spirit, be a, a tool, a, a contribution in a in a new kind of movement, in a movement that. Um, th- casts aside some of those old paradigms for how we've all experienced and thought about and been engaged in social change movements. And play, of course, play and development, I think features very centrally in in our desire to create a new kind of movement, a new kind of uh, social change and development movement. And so um, I'd love to hear you speak about that a little bit. Um, Fernanda, I'm thinking about the incredible work that you and your colleagues and friends in Brazil have done with, with taking the GPB idea and if you will, running with it and creating something very unusual. And I wondered if you could talk about the Brazilian Brincadas and how that relates to this other thing I'm saying, which is that it's we're not a service organization, even though we provide services. We we want to go beyond that.
4: Thank you, Kathy, for the opportunity to talk about the brincadas. Well, as you know, play in Portuguese means brincar, and brigade means brigada in Portuguese. Brigada has to do with the word brigar, which is fight. So we created a name that would connect to the Global Play Brigade, but which would be very Brazilian. The Brincadas, this this new word that we invented, is already something that represents the, the novelty of the Brincadas. When we first thought about the Brincadas, we thought that we were going to give support to people who were in desperate need for food, for masks, for medical support in, in the schools and in the hospitals, um, and we thought about the teachers who were desperate because they didn't know what to do, and we thought about the students at home with nothing to do, and, and school managers who had no idea of what to do, and these are the people we were closer to, and we thought, how can we bring the being the Global Play Brigades to Brazil, because there are language issues and in and, and their participation with the whole world. So we right. had to do something more uh, Brazilian oriented that would respond to the needs. So we create this five brincadas, the one that gives supports to people. It's always playful, like the Christmas uh, we created where kids ask for their gifts for Santa Claus, and we were the brincadas of Christmas Brincadas, and it was beautiful because the kids would never imagine they would uh, receive the gifts they asked, and they did, so some people got laptops, other got uh, pa- uh, uh, tablets and things like this, or bicycles. Things they needed or they wanted and they dreamed for, and we could create through the brincadas. What some people say: Well, you play, but you're very serious because we create revolution. We we used playful ways of denouncing in the newspapers the things that were happening in the hospital. So we went beyond offering sessions to creating critical critical analysis and view and possibilities for people to engage with what is going on in our country. When we decided to do the Brincada do Ouvir, which is about listening to people, we, we put together educators, psychologists, all of them to listen to people at a moment where people are silenced. No no voices are heard in Brazil at this moment, politically speaking mainly. And at this place, poor people who can never afford for a psychiatrist or psychologist or whoever, they are having a chance of being heard and of having someone to talk to. At the same time, schools who were lost had no ideas. We were together connected, we created sessions where we would play, but at the same time, we would discuss the issues of school together and also with the kids, with the students. So when we created all this, in the end, we saw that this was also part of our practice as researchers at the university. So I took this to my university and I talked to them and I applied for a a project about the brincadas within the scope of the university life and now the brincadas are not only part of this movement that we have internationally but it's also something that is in within the university an activity where undergraduate students can participate they can join and help and support where the other professors and teachers from different Colleges can join and we have support from the institution in order to develop all the actions that we have been doing. So we, in a way, what started as part of an international movement became part of the academic world as well. So we are connecting the academic life to the life of the world and how we can use play in different ways. So it changes the university itself. And I think this is very important.
1: Yeah, that's, that is so exciting because part of what I hear, um, you know, and this relates to something that Jeff had said earlier about how play, the relationship between play and development, because what it sounds to me like, Faye, is that you're describing that the university system actually might develop. That's what I hope. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) the universe, the way education is organized, and that might actually develop, and that it's it's the, if you will, the the disruption of play, the intervention of play, in the way that we are talking about it, because I think we also all agree that play, it is. talking gibberish and doing crazy things and being silly, but it's also playing with the way we think and it's playing with the way we talk and the, the assumptions that we make and that we're beginning to, we're saying play has that role in, at all levels of society and, 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 and all parts of our lives. Jeff, I, I, I was wondering if you could speak to that um, and how you
3: see that. I mean, play and, and, of course, so many adults, when they think of play, they associate play with children. And, of course, it has been an essential part of uh, development, uh, the dramatic development for, for children, so much part of their world and the way they learn about the world through play. And we tend to lose it as we become adults and it's regarded as not serious and we don't take it on. But therefore, when we reintroduce play, As adults, we reintroduce all these things as kids that we were so important in our learning, which was spontaneity, curiosity, discovery, adventure, imagination, uh, letting it flow and discovering new ways, shifting new ways of thinking, and as a result, new ways of doing things. So we end up with doing things differently when we're playing. And that's very applicable because it's very clear, for example, where I am here in Israel, uh, in, a, in an area that's been uh, with such a long-standing conflict uh, between Israelis, Palestinians, essentially over the same land, and so many different ways and approaches politically, socially have been applied uh, to bring the peoples together to, to work out new ways of, of being able to live peacefully in this area, which will benefit everybody. Uh, they've somehow all, always um, been lacking in something. And in my recent conversations, and why I say they're lacking in something, because we haven't got peace, <laughs> quite, quite clearly. Uh, and it's something we all, we, we all envision, or uh, it's, it's something that everybody needs here. Uh, so in my conversations, recent conversations with a counterpart in, in, in Palestine, a uh, Palestinian activist there, Um, who works with the right to play and, and uses play very much with children, introducing this idea of working in an adult space for play for himself and the people he works with. And including us in this conversation, is that by bringing our situation into this Global Play Brigade space, we open up to the world this conversation and a way of playing with what we're dealing with here and finding new perspectives that will help us to move forward, recognizing that we haven't moved forward in the way that we'd have liked to up to this point. So it's a wonderfully supportive space and a safe one. When I've invited him into this space, there's a trust already that we're going to enter an environment that's going to allow and give us permission to be authentic to who we are and to work with ideas through the play and how we can become something more than what we are today, living peacefully uh, with that total level of trust. So he loved that. It, 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 it creates so many possibilities um, and it's very, it's very, very exciting. So it's almost a new language so i really i really love to say that we take play the most serious really seriously in the gpp it's almost like such a non serious uh, way of doing things but it's the, almost the most serious and that almost probably that says something said something about how it can therefore change the world because what we think is right is wrong. Everything seems to be upside down. What is normal is not normal. And therefore play, which is regarded as non-serious can actually be the most serious way of finding solutions to the most serious solutions that haven't been solved before. And that, in that sense, I would agree it's revolutionary. It is absolutely revolutionary.
1: Yeah. I think that play has this ability as we're discussing to help unlock and, and dislodge us all from our sort of the current scripts and the current characters and the current beliefs and the current roles and the current rules, you start to loosen the grip that the sort of quote normal society imposes on us all, and that we experience, you know, both on a very individual, personal level, as well as on a, you know, community, social, global level, and we start to loosen that grip, and new possibilities emerge. And I think that um, part of what, part of what I've experienced in both being in our workshops at the Global Play Brigade, as well as um, co-creating them in a in a facilitator role, as you so beautifully put, Jeff, is that we're together, sort of saying, let's let's do this really weird thing together. Let's be weird, you know. And um, you know, thinking about Prudence's, you know, beautiful testimonial from. From Nigeria, I, I, that's part of what I hear her say. is like, oh, you know, we can. I can play with my pain. I can. I can be with others in my pain. I can laugh. I can. I'm. I'm allowed to do something then different than what we typically do. Um, and you think about that just on a personal level, and then a community level, and a global level. And it seems like we've got a lot of developmental possibility ahead of us um and and that we're building a space which is challenging it's challenging what we're doing um it's all volunteer it's people from so many different countries we all have different points of views we have different languages we have different histories and uh it's 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 such a it's a challenge and it's a beautiful challenge i think that we're both sort of there isn't a separation from sort of what the internal life of the global play brigade is and sort of for us as some of the some of the activists who are building this and also what you know the folks who are who show up for our workshops it's like we're all Figuring this out together. We're co-creating together and we're very deliberately co-creating it. We're very deliberately saying, what can we make up? What can we play with today? How do we play with our rage? How do we play with our love? How do we play with our fear? How do we play with our loneliness?
2: Rita, what do you think of all that? What comes to mind is peaceful revolution. <laughs> We're not on the streets with our placards um, saying this is the change that we want, but we are together being the change that we need. Um, and that in itself is revolutionary. Um, that we're building relationships across borders is amazing. And like you said, it is a difficult process. Um it is, and we do not take it lightly as well. If you say you you want to be different, um, you do not want to do the same things that have has led us to where we are, it means that we're practically, as we're building the Global Play Brigade, we're questioning quite a number of things. Sometimes when we suggest, you know, um, things um, that we, we feel that we've have been done before, we question it and, and bring ourselves back in and discuss it, right? Even when we have conflicts, we, deal, we also have to question ourselves in terms of how are we managing conflict that is different from the way conflicts are managed typically in the world today. Um, and so I, I find that very developmental. Um, and, and in recent times, I have been musing about this categorization given to the global south and the western world as underdeveloped, <laughs> developing, and developed. And just being in GPB has made me see people who come from, you know, in quotes, the developed countries (laughs) from the perspective that we look at it from from the global south and see that everyone is really developing. At any point you call yourself a developed country or a developed person, (laughs) you probably don't don't live in this world. It's just, and I think COVID has taught us a lesson, right? where developed countries are practically scrambling for things that you would expect that they would have had, right? <laughs> and people are now stepping up. I've got to be technology savvy. I've got to do all of that. And I think that GPB just enlightens us and it is almost like a light that makes us see ourselves, see the world, and um, inspires us to, to keep doing things differently so that we are better for it, that we are evolving constantly in every aspect of our lives. And relationally, um, it's been amazing just seeing how we've grown and how we're building, even though it's been difficult.
1: Oh, yeah. Teach. <laughs> Teach, Rita. Yeah. Um. All right, so we've just got a few more minutes, um, and uh, why don't we um, why don't we do go around uh, one last time, and uh, both just take a minute to to share whatever you might still want to share, and also what your thoughts are about GPB and all power to the developing, and what what the future holds.
4: I just saw uh, a video um, live with uh, two people discussing Brazilian situation, and there is no no near future hope for our reality in Brazil. What we see is very depressing in the near future, or in me, in 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 for a while at least, not only near future but for a while. So, when I think about GPB, I think that it get, has to get strong, even when we don't have the pandemic anymore, because the issues we have in the world as a whole and in my country specifically, they are not simple. They are not. They are not going to be over when we have vaccine and everything else they will still be here and we will still be together. We will have to find people to be together with, uh, who can support us to go through these moments that are going to be difficult. So because of that, I think that the GPB is the essence of we can think of for the future in terms of reflecting and acting in the world although we see that things are not easy i don't see a better future because people experienced COVID. that's not what i think people in the beginning thought oh now we are going to have a better future because we went through this we saw that we need one another and so on and so forth that's not what i think i think we are going to face very difficult situations in the near future but i think that we have now created within this moment, something that is very, again, revolutionary, which is this idea that play can help us go through and create the viable unheard of. So for me, I think that the main thing is we have to keep up with the good work (laughs) and we have to go on. And I will say something in Portuguese because that's the thing that I, I have to say in Portuguese. A gente tem que crescer como grupo, tem que seguir, tem que ser forte e se manter vivo para criar um mundo melhor pelo brincar. Muito obrigada.
1: Obrigado, ben. Obrigado. Jeff?
3: Just to know that this community exists and, and it's growing in the way it is growing, uh, Is so important. It's a community that anybody can tap into whenever they feel they've reached a, a dead end, that things aren't possible. To understand that there's a community out there that are searching all the time for possibilities. We're not accept that there's dead ends. We're not accept that there isn't peace. We're not accept that there isn't justice across the board. We're not accept. As you said earlier, the so-called norms that were before, which was impacting negatively on so many people's emotionally well-being, we're not accept racism. We're not accept xenophobia. We're not accept all the social injustice we see across the world. We know that there's people out there that it's us. It's us here that are, are together with high regard, positive regard for each other, with great love and compassion, constantly, constantly pushing ourselves to be better. And as, as Gandhi said, in order be the change you want to see in the world. And I think that's what we're doing in this community. We're being and becoming the change we want to see out there in the world. And I believe we're going to grow and grow and grow. And our, new norms will be the norms of the uh, the world around us. Uh, John Lennon wrote, of course, that beautiful song, Imagine. Um, and maybe you say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. And we realize now through the Global Prayer Brigade, he's certainly not the only one. And all the people who thought they were uh, just a few others that joined up with John Lennon, there's a lot of us out here. And so I really warmly invite, uh, we all warmly invite everybody be part of this development at this time uh, that will go on and, and continue to go on until we have a more balanced, brighter and more equal and just world.
1: Thank you, Derek.
3: Jack. My last
2: words um, specifically are, is to the global South and, and Africa um, I'm thinking of writing an op-ed that just asks the question, who says you're underdeveloped? I really think that the class systems um, that were created or that have been created, this is the norm that we're leaving it with, um, is what has cost a lot of the, in, in, one of the things that has caused the inequalities that we are faced with. And what GPB um, has created, what we have created um, in GPB is an avenue to create opportunities for the global south as well, to mingle with the larger world. For example, someone like Prudence or Anthony who now knows Kathy, <laughs> and do not have the kind of resources that would enable them travel and see the world just yet. Um, this platform creates that opportunity for them to see what's happening across the world and sees the opportunities that are available to them even though they come from what is classified as an underdeveloped society. And really what's missing are the opportunities. Right? Are the opportunities. And so I really um, would like to thank Global Play Brigade and every one of us who's been creating this for creating opportunities for inequalities to end. And so that everyone sees each other as an entity of people who are developing. And so that we then create a world where no one and no country and nobody is seen as underdeveloped, but working together to ensure that we keep developing together.
1: All power to the developing. Join us, join us at the Global Play Brigade. You can find us online, globalplaybrigade.org. Come participate in our workshops, come co-create, come lead workshops, come join our community meetings. Come and help us build a new kind of social change and development movement. I wanna thank Fernanda Liberali. Jeff Gordon, Rita Azinwa Okoro, my wonderful, wonderful, dear friends who I love so much. Um, Thank you for being on this podcast with me. Thank you for for being on this journey together. And uh, as we say at the Global Play Brigade, let's play it forward and change our world. Thank you, listeners, We hope you enjoyed this show. Take care.